What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Kayla Pearson. Joining me again, the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good. Thank Good you. Good to see you. Thank you. You're looking a little tan. Really? Have you been oh, exposed? This weekend, I was outside, moon? actually. My little cousin was at Junior State Disc Golf Championship. I can tell you. And I was outside all week. Yes, it didn't take sunscreen. So, so we, we have, you're, you're looking a little tan. But the big news is somebody had a birthday yesterday. Yeah, ain't about me. Yeah. Happy birthday, Happy Mark. Happy birthday, Pastor Mark. Talking about tall, tan, and terrific. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Mark. No, I'm just kidding. Another year older, another year wiser. Yeah, well, uh, we certainly uh, hope. Yeah, a certain level of starts going the other way. So I haven't <laughs> you're quite not, figured out. You're what not on is. the downward swing. No, I don't well, thank believe you. it. I thank don't believe you. it. Was it good? Able to hang out with with fam? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they good. All, all came over. And... Good. Little grandkids. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Aww. That's, that's exciting. <laughs> and then yeah. they're on their merry way. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's <laughs> right. right. See you next year. It's good. But to play. Guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Palm Sunday, Easter. We're in the throes of Easter here at FBC. The halls, the, the bells are ringing with the Easter projects. And it's, I'm so excited. There's wires everywhere. Wires Came everywhere. Came into the building. Wires, wires, Getting and ready for a, a Good Friday live stream. It's going to be so exciting. Three-hour window. I'll mention that here at the end, but... Um, let's talk about where we went this weekend, Pastor Mark, Romans 11, and, and tying in the Palm Sunday message mm-hmm. with, with that story of Israel we've been unpacking over the last few weeks. Thought it was great. Alicia, I'll come your way first, and we'll, we'll unpack this thing. Yeah, so Palm Sunday and uh, Pastor Mark, you talked about how the, these prophecies are literally going to be fulfilled. Um, the Davidic throne will be established forever. Um, you brought in Zechariah, the king coming riding on a donkey and um then uh, one of my favorite things about the sermon was the the chart that you had put about the first entry and the second entry those both triumphal entries the first obviously a little anticlimactic but uh <laughs> Jesus is he he's telling us that one day he's going to make that second triumphal victory um which is really exciting and so we reflected on that this past Palm Sunday, and now we're forward-looking, walking into uh, Good Friday and approaching Easter, and um, just taking some time to reflect on our suffering servant and our victorious King. And you wonder, you know, what would have happened if things had been different, if people had accepted him, if, you know, the, the people rose up and had said to the religious leaders, or the religious leaders had come to, if, if Nicodemus and Joseph mm-hmm. of Arimathea had made inroads into the Sanhedrin and, and convinced the people, wait a minute. And, and, and quite frankly, I don't think they needed convincing. I think the religious leaders knew exactly who Jesus mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. because he fulfilled the prophecy perfectly. Right. It was like, we got to quiet this guy. we gotta, we, we got to silence him because he's, uh, he's messing up our gig here. Yeah. And, but if, if they would have accepted him, would he have then gone to the cross? Well, we know from, you know, you can't mm-hmm. speculate on those things because it's, it's uh, you know, hypothetical. But um, as it was, according to prophecy, they didn't accept him. And uh, he did end up on Good Friday on the mm-hmm. cross and mm-hmm. then going through that suffering. Mm-hmm. And he had to, yeah. um, to bear our sin. But, uh, and so it was anticlimactic in that first entry. Um, 
even the, um, I think it's the Luke account that actually says that it was his disciples who begin to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That, that the first um, Palm Sunday, I mean, that, that was the beginning of the, the Passover celebration and, and uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. The, uh, I think it was um, Josephus, the Jewish historian, who said there was a potential three million Jews who would come to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And Jerusalem was not a big city, and maybe at most there was 150,000 people that could be in the city proper of Jerusalem. So hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people were camped out in the hills and all about. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly Jesus' fame had spread because of two and a half years of, of miracles that he had done throughout the, from Galilee to the north and Judea to the south. Um, but there was certainly this sense of excitement, um, but it was the disciples that kicked it off. You know, blessed is who comes in the name of the Lord. And so that when he comes into Jerusalem proper, people are saying, who, who is this? Matthew 21 records that. Who, who is this? Mm -hmm. what, what's going on here? And there is, there, so, so I don't know exactly. It'd be, be fun to go back and see a video of it, of, of what actually happened um but we know he well and then the shortly after he comes in he's turning tables right, turning it's temple. like wait a minute what is going on yeah. who is this guy and, and the religious leaders are saying tell your disciples to be quiet right he said if these are, are quiet the very stones will cry out i mean this was his hour jesus had said in his ministry be quiet my time has not yet come mm -hmm. well his time had come and um and they uh, he, he's allowing it all to hang out blessed mm -hmm. is you comes in the name of the lord blessed mm -hmm. is the you know, is the one who sits on the throne of, of David, Hosanna, Hosanna. And, um, and yet, his time had come for him to suffer mm. and, and not to be enthroned as the king of kings. Um, and that's why, where we pick up with Zechariah's prophecy, Zechariah 9 does talk about the king coming mm -hmm. on a donkey. Right. Um, but it's, it's the one who comes in verse 10 of Zechariah 12 who is the great deliverer, and uh, they will look on him whom they have pierced. And okay. that's when there will be this. Uh, and that's what, again, what Paul was talking about in Romans 11 was the, um, the, the truth that all Israel is going to be saved. And mm -hmm. so this is the, the climactic section of Romans 9, 10, and 11 that gives this sense of uh, full, it, it brings it all full circle. Why are my countrymen, why are, are the Jewish people not coming to faith? You know, Romans 9, Romans 10, there is a remnant, but Romans 11, wait a minute, may, they were taken out and the Gentiles grafted in to make them jealous. Well, what's going to happen? Can they be grafted in again? God's able to do it. Boom. Verse 25, 26, there's a partial hardening mm -hmm. and all Israel will be saved mm -hmm. because the deliverer is going to come again and in fulfillment of all these things. So it's a nice... Yeah, wonderful package. That, that picture of full circle really rings true because last week's sermon, um, and this week again, but especially last week's sermon, as I was listening to you preach, I, my husband and I walked out of the sermon and I was like, I just am so, uh, I, the whole time I was just thinking about God's loyal love towards his people from 
Genesis through Revelation. And we've, we've got this God who his affections are for his people, his chosen people, this family of Abraham, and they're undeserving. Over and over again, they're messing up. They're not being true um, to their God. And they, um, they're, in many ways, they're, they're seeking other gods. They're, um, they're abandoning him in many ways. But God is faithful. He's a, he's a covenant-keeping mm-hmm. God. He is a faithful promise keeper. And um, he, over the generations, generation after generation, he is continuing to show himself faithful to these wayward people. And his plan of redemption is he's going to fulfill it. This is another one of those things that he is going to be faithful to his promises. And, um, and then he's not only loving, you know, faithfully loving his covenant people in Israel, but he, he's loving us Gentiles in the same way in, in that, like we get to be grafted in. And, and I kept thinking of three people co- kept coming to my mind, Hagar, uh, back in Genesis and how she was seen by God and she had relationship with God and she, you know, sh- she was a foreigner. She was from Egypt. And then Rahab, the prostitute, the prostitute from, from Canaan, she's a Canaanite. And here she's got this whole sketchy lifestyle, but God brings her in and she, and, and then Ruth, here is a Moabite woman. And she, and Ruth both are in this genealogy in Matthew that's leading up to, uh, you know, the genealogy of Jesus. And so um, it's just neat to see how God is bringing together both Jew and Gentile. And together we get to be these, you know, us as Gentiles, we get to be these wild olive olive shoots that are now sharing in the nourishment of that olive olive tree, um, so yeah. it's there's just such a grand picture of redemption um, that does go from Genesis to Revelation, and it just speaks of God's faithful, loyal love over and over and over again to well, other I, I undeserving love, people. Yeah, I love the anticipation we got too. I, that's kind of the first time I've really had the first entry compared to the second entry, and really understanding that. I mean. First of all, I'm learning at this church every day. I grew up here. It's Palm Sunday. I've been here a lot of Palm Sundays. We've we've acted out the first entry, you know, all the time. And <laughs> started to think, we 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 don't have the budget to do the second entry. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> a, we don't know exactly what's going to like. B, the the scale at which God is going to continue to work, and just He will, He will, He will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, He will ride a, a a white horse. He came to obscurity, but now he will be before all the nations. It's so cool to look forward to that. And yes, there's the good news of the gospel and what Jesus did for you, but there's excitement about what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really appreciated that this week and, and the gospel presentation and as well. And that's the value of, uh, and Don Denhartog, our pastor of biblical education, has always emphasized this. That's the value of, uh, of, um, of spending time in biblical prophecy, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. And th- these are prophetic scriptures. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, look at the world scene and, and you wonder if it ever is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And yet, um, something I, I did want to bring out, and I mentioned a little bit of the history of, of Judaism. I mean, they lost their nationhood in 586 BC and gained it again in 1948. 
I mean, just uh, speaking of a birthday being celebrated, I mean, just seven yeah. years before I was born, yeah. Israel became a nation again. Right. And, uh, and, and then... Which that little aspect of your sermon was really neat to have that little history lesson oh, it inserted in there. Oh, yeah. It's There's pretty so fascinating. Much more. It is fascinating. It is fascinating uh, of, of some of the things. Uh, you, you know, people probably don't realize that um, if it wasn't for the United States... I don't know if Israel would have been a nation because the United Nations was meeting, had, had begun convening, and there was these, uh, a desire, obviously, of the Jewish people for their homeland. Uh, the Balfour Declaration, I think it was, I'm thinking off the top of my head here, in 1914 might have been, uh, the English uh, um, uh, gave the Jewish people the right to partition, uh, partition uh, to be, kind of open the way for, for statehood. And finally, in 1948, it did. Harry Truman was the president of the United States. We're really getting off on a tangent here. But he, um, um, you know, was weighing the, the Muslim countries. This was just three years after the Second World War. The world was still in turmoil. Muslim countries would have been incited. The, the people did not want a Jewish state. Hmm. And, um, and Truman had to weigh that in because what the United States said, it would go. And uh, before Harry Truman had been a, uh, in politics, he was in Missouri, and he was in a um, clothing business, a haberdashery, it was called back in those days, hmm. with a guy who I think was a friend of his from World War I who was Jewish. And this Jewish friend called up Harry uh, Truman and says, hey, Harry, kind of like, this is your hour. Do not let the Jewish people down. Hmm. And Harry Truman had this friend with this Jewish friend, and, and he... He, they, the United States voted to partition and give. Uh, uh, it's crazy. Israel statehood. Mm -hmm. That began to this whole thing going to this day. Uh, it's a, a remarkable story of how a group of people and th and them. You think of them coming out of Egypt as slaves. 1948, Jewish people just lost six million to the Holocaust, mm -hmm. and three years later, they are a nation. And when they the, the, they said if the Muslim countries were saying if if uh, Israel becomes a state, uh, we'll push them into the sea, and immediately there was a war, mm. and the the miracles that took place, mm. and again in '67 the miracles that took place. What you're surrounded by enemies, and to this day, I mean, there's something that kind of speaks to something miraculous mm -hmm. that is going on. Yeah. Um, G I did mention in Luke 21, 24, that Jesus had said in that prophecy, uh, Jerusalem is going to be trampled on the foot until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Right. And Jerusalem stopped being trampled on the foot in 1967, 54 years ago. Mm. Makes me wonder, is this world on borrowed time? I mean, uh, now they don't have complete control because they don't have control of the Temple Mount, but they're, they're in control. Jerusalem has not been trampled underfoot by the Gentiles since 1967. Mm -hmm. So all this stuff is kind of coming together. There is a day coming when the fullness of the Gentiles will be brought in, Paul says in Romans 11. And it's at that time that all Israel will be saved. The deliverance is going to come and we're going to be kicked off into the, what we understand as the millennial reign of Christ here on earth. Well, and it's all part of that mystery that you're talking about, because in, under the timing of Israel's future salvation, and that Israel's hardening is—it's only partial. It's—it's it's temporary, 
and yet all Israel will be saved. And so for us, you know, in light of how how should we as Gentiles be viewing these mm-hmm. Jewish unbelievers, it's it's we should be looking at them with hope because knowing that, okay, if God has chosen to use their unbelief to show us mercy and bring us to salvation, well, then very well, (laughs) he will do the same for them by using our faith and to show them mercy and bring them back into the fold and to that, you know, graft them back in and, um, so that we can all be sharing in that nourishment of that one tree. Right. And Paul, I think, emphasizes that whole point in Romans 9, 10, 11. He had to, partly, and I've explained this, partly because of chapter 8, nothing separates it from the love of God. Well, that raises immediate questions about Israel. But partly there was something probably going on in the Roman church. You know, the Jews had been kicked out of Rome by, uh, by Nero, I believe it was, and uh, they had been filtering back in. But there was probably some tension going on, as there often is, ethnic issues, Mm -hmm. you know, that that seem to crop up. We we have our, we we gain our identity by our ethnicity. Mm -hmm. And and so Paul has to correct that because on the the earlier passage in chapter 11, he warned the Gentiles, don't be conceited. Right. Don't boast. Don't boast. And, Mm -hmm. And in this passage, in verse 25, he said similarly, uh, I tell you, I, want, I don't want you to be uninformed, brethren, of this mystery, so that you will uh, not be wise in your own estimation. So something was happening there where it was like, you know, the, the, the Jews have always been battered around. I mean, throughout mm-hmm. the, at least since the the, um, the last two thousand years, it's a it's a horrible history of anti-Semitism mm-hmm. in this world, um, and partly I think that's a judgment of God. Um, but Paul is saying here to the Gentiles, don't be wise in your own estimation. Don't be conceited because uh, earlier in, in the very opening chapter, chapter one, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto the salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first. Right. And also to the Gentile. Yeah. I mean, it was always present in Paul's mind. Mm-hmm. His people, the Jew first, you go and share it to the Jew first. Well, in, in chapter 11, the purpose of the passage seems to incite the, the Jews towards repentance, but also the Gentiles towards humility, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know, it, we don't want to tread on God's kindness. And Romans 2, 4, he says, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? And here, you know, this is verse 22. Note then the kindness and severity of God, severity toward those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness. So repent, be humble. Like there's a message for both of us, Jew and Gentile in that passage. After the the second service uh, this past Sunday, a young man came up to me whose name happens to be Israel. Oh, really? And he said, uh, you know, he said, there are many, many Jews Jewish people who have come to faith in, in Christ, mm-hmm. uh, Messianic Jews, mm-hmm. or they're called completed Jews, or uh, and that and that is true. Now mm-hmm. they're part they they're part of the Church of Jesus Christ, right? So they in that are in that unique uh, situation, uh, and yet they're they're still Jewish, Jewish yeah. to the core, but they've received Jesus as their Messiah, as Paul had, right. and Peter had, and and these early believers. 
Um, but he, his point was, let's not forget our we, we have a responsibility to the Jew first mm-hmm. and also to the Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he'd like to, I think he said he'd like to maybe go plant, do church planting in Israel someday. But uh, so there, there's, we can't forget that. Well, and I think that that's important to, you know, that for, to, for all of us to remember that J- Jewish salvation is rooted in Christ in their Messiah. And um, there's, I've, I heard, that there's these um, two tracks of salvation or the two covenant theology, which is um, not right. Um, but one is the Christian track for belief, for the believing remnant and the believing Gentiles. But then the second one is this historical Israel track, which um, people think, well, it completely relies on the covenant that just because they're Abraham's descendants, they're in, and that's not true. It, it, it's based on Christ. It's his his death, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and putting full faith in what the person and work of Jesus Christ. And like Paul and like your friend Israel Sunday, that's what brings them, grafts them back in. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is their Jewish Messiah. That if they put their faith and trust in Him, as a Gentile would. Um, they experience the, the the forgiveness of sins mm-hmm. and the and the full uh, heirship of faith of the son of Abraham. Um, Paul had said in chapter nine, they're not all Israel who are of Israel. Right. The moment they put their faith and trust in Christ, mm-hmm. they become the spiritual Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we never, as Gentiles, we're never called Israel. We're no, never we're part not, of spiritual Israel. We're not Israel. ethnic. <laughs> no, and that's where a whole, and, and there's good godly scholars and mm-hmm. people who take a different view mm-hmm. and, and see God's plan with Israel is completed and it's over and we are now the spiritual Israel and we, we become, um, if you're going to take the scriptures literally, uh, if you're going to take Paul in Romans 19.11, um, mm-hmm. At face value, you cannot get away from the fact that when he talks about all Israel being saved, he's talking about ethnic right. Israel. You can't eleventh time that he used that word Israel. Like mass conversions, all Israel. Yeah, but I try to make that point uh, to back up what you were just saying. It's all Israel at the time of Christ's coming. Right. Right. And um, yeah. Yeah. Not not just because you're an ethnic That's Jew right. that you're in. That's right. <clears throat> So, um, the um, uh, you guys make my job so easy. By oh, right, 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 navigating right. this, I love it. We'll I love in. it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, we're living in Bible times, right? Like it's so cool. It, it it harkens back to when we were studying Isaiah, and I think Pastor Mark put up the three different prophecies and the ones that have yet to be fulfilled, and all that. And we're we're in it. Yeah, it's exciting. We can start to realize all this stuff, the brokenness. You you mentioned it. With the gospel presentation at the end of the the sermon this weekend, it's just such a reminder of like this stuff is not outdated. These yeah. prophecies mm-hmm. are not gone, and mm-hmm. and we're not trying to discover who the new prophets are. These are our prophets. Right. Mm-hmm. It still has to be happened, and we need then to look at all of life in mm-hmm. light of this. You know, like Amen. Peter said, what manner of men and women should we be mm-hmm. uh, in our conduct and our holiness? I mean, we 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 look at. Um, the events that are folding in our world, and it's I, it's fun. I mean, I, I had another guy come up to me Sunday, and shared some things that are happening that he read recently, that are unfolding in the world right now that seem to fit in the biblical prophetic, you know, the scheme of things. And it's it's uh, uh, it's 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 important for us. Paul said in Romans eight, 
he said, persevere. Um, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for these things. Uh, and so we should uh, wait eagerly for these things. I think Paul get, got caught up as he concluded in Romans 11, as we'll see this coming weekend on Easter Sunday, when he said, oh, the depth of the riches, both mm -hmm. of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable are his ways. Um, verse 36, he says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I mean, God is sovereignly in charge. Yeah, it, it was hard, like looking through this passage and like preparing a little bit to talk today and not like be ready to jump into that because it is like when you're when you're looking at who God is and and just the mystery of his will and but knowing that he's this amazingly good redemptive God and and we're you know celebrating Palm Sunday and Easter this coming Sunday and and the the proper response is worship and awe of mm -hmm. like oh my Lord, you are so amazing. Your ways are unsearchable. Mm -hmm. Who has known your mind? We can't figure you out. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and that that is, I think, just a totally God-glorifying response and just wonder and awe of who he is and um, and just his kindness towards us. You know, that just brings me back to the Exodus 34, 6. Mm -hmm. The Lord, the Lord. The Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth. We get that over and over and over again. We get the, to experience these riches of his mercy and grace. Um, he, I mean, he blows my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he blows my mind in, in all of the best ways. Yep. So it's and, really exciting. And the comfort that that brings, um, not to the present, but even as we, again, are about to celebrate the resurrection, uh, the truth of that, the, 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 you, th you think of people who have, um, who've passed away this year and, and uh, many, maybe of these COVID deaths, mm -hmm. may, maybe there've been believers in Jesus Christ and people who've lost loved ones and even be beyond that. But it is, it is such to know that God has a plan that we can look back to past prophetic scripture that, was fulfilled perfectly to anticipate his coming, mm -hmm. uh, that the prophetic scripture, and to know that God's wonderful plan is we're, we're going to be together again. We're going to um, see the deliverer come. He is coming on that white horse. The world is going to be uh, subjected unto him, that every knee will bow. Um, it is just this wonderful sense of, uh, of hopefulness um, it's a no-lose situation. As someone asked, um, I think it was uh, Charles Spurgeon, the old Baptist preacher of uh, the 19th century, you know, what, what, what's this book of Revelation? What's it mean? And he simply said, it, it means he wins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in yeah. the end, he wins. Right, right. <laughs> and like in the, in the Zechariah 14, you, Jesus is he's going to come yeah, back. Right. He's going to be standing on the mountain of olives. He's going to be ruling and reigning over all the earth. And so for us to know that we, we know the end of the story. And so when we're facing all of the tribulation and tumult of this world right now, to know that his, like his promises, who he is, it, the, these gifts, the promises, the commitments they're final. It's irrevocable or irrevocable, mm -hmm. <laughs> however you yeah, want to yeah. say it. Mm -hmm. it. It he doesn't go back on that, and 
we know what our future is because we're grafted in and we're enfolded in him. Yeah. That's Amazing. good news. It is. It, it and is that's really good the news. whole point of the book of Romans, as, as, as he began in, in chapter one, when he talked about Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the good news of God, the gospel yeah. of God. We're going to go next Sunday weekend. We're going to, I'm going to walk back through all of that. I um, am so excited yeah. <laughs> for next Sunday. I can't wait. I love what FBC is doing. So this whole Easter week, 2021, talking about the saving one this past Sunday, suffering servant this coming Friday, and then risen Lord uh, on Sunday. Um, very exciting. And so the live stream is going to be noon to 3 p.m. online. You can kind of, my understanding is you can participate whenever. There'll be a ton of different things and kind of devotional thoughts and stuff posted. Um, the idea of crowning him. And then Easter, April 3rd and 4th, there's a 6 p.m. Saturday service, uh, 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 a.m. service on Sunday with the 8 o'clock being mask only, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. so and the 9.30, the live streaming. That'll be live. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you can find um, all that online. And Mark Francis is in here, so I have to you know, yeah. remember how to two do it. I think two of them down in F3, the 9.30 and yes. 11 are That's also right. going to be downstairs in, in F3. As well. Cool. We're going to be all over the place. Yeah. Remember, we haven't gathered on Easter for two years. It's oh, been two that's years. crazy. Yeah. It was last year we didn't. That yeah, is wild. that's right. That was weird to yeah. do Easter yeah. <laughs> online last year. year. It's been over a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should be good. Uh, thank you both for being here. Thank you so much to our listeners and viewers. As a reminder, you Google Sermon Spotlight, we will pop right up. You can watch on YouTube, listen on podcast services all over the place. The fact of the matter Everybody is at sermons aren't meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.